look, it's the old story. I think it was the Vikings historically. Why they were so successful at conquest when they would land to go conquer a new country or a new area and it was going to be a big battle, they would burn the ships when they landed on the beach. Talk about no plan B. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. We're talking about what are we talking What's about? What's up? Burn burnout because I'm burnt out. Burnout. Man, it's only uh, November 10th, brother. You got a whole month to survive before the burnout stops, right? No, I think we're I think we're supposed to. We're coming on close. We got a lot of our stuff wrapped up, right? Yeah. But, Beautiful. Man, we're trying to we're trying to button up some tight ends, close a couple more cases, get it going. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if anybody actually shows up tonight who's not working. Should be working. Shit. We'll see if people show up tonight. They're watching, uh, you know, Thursday night football probably. I, I was messaging my brain coach last minute, and I, I should have called her earlier. And uh, she's got some good ideas. Excuse my mic today, guys, because I couldn't find the wire for the mic. But uh, she all understands that. She just I remember when she met with me a couple of years back, she just said, yeah, you're just Here's the line. It's called habitual burnout phase, where it's like way past the burnout phase. Habitual. It's like you're just living in a burnout phase. Um, so a lot of us right now probably, right? How do you get there? You know, you're in a routine. Things are going well. And then fourth quarter, fourth quarter comes and then you, the workload increases, the time increases, and you start pushing the routine things, the regular things you do away. Uh, I wanted to go to the gym, but you know what? I got to work, so I can't. I can't go to the gym right now. I got to work. It's more important. So you start to roll out of this routine and uh, overwork, and then slowly but surely, burnout happens. What do they say? It calls the honeymoon phase, then the onset of stress, then the chronic phase, the burnout phase, and the habitual burnout phase. A lot of us probably in burnout phase right now. If you're listening burnt out already let us know craig what do you say yeah you gotta uh it's like you said you know you start making excuses and you go look i gotta you know i've got to do this i gotta do that and so the things that you really should do it's so counterintuitive that it's so funny that our bodies and our minds so often work against us and so you need to go to the gym you need to get that stress release you need to take the time out for you because between work and, uh, you know, Indian guides or Boy Scouts or sports, dance recitals and, you know, uh, family life. And then if you have any energy or time left, you know, maybe, you know, uh, dating with your spouse and all of these things. Maybe you got to take care of a parent and then, you know, another client, you know, threatens to leave. And, you know, it's just a never ending cycle. And so what you got to do is you got to be disciplined. You got to try to control your brain from focusing on all the negative stuff and have an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude will solve more problems in life by just remembering all the good things that you have, all the flexibility, all the control you have over your life, the control over the choices you have in your life because you're a successful business person, the ability to uh, attend events for your children and to be present and to take time out with your spouse so you don't lose that. Those are all things, you know, that are easy to pass up. And trust me, this work thing 
Nobody, you know, I, I went to a strategic coach, Dan Sullivan, 1997. He taught me that if you died, all of you brokers out there, if you died tomorrow, they'd all had all your clients would have a new broker by the end of the month, by next month for sure. And so what you do is not that important in the grand scheme of things. So have an attitude of gratitude for the things in life that really matter. And, uh, I think that'll help maybe disrupt the pattern of burnout, change the focus of where you put your attention and, and be grateful. Yeah. I, it's a challenge you get in the fourth quarter here though. It's, it's how do you, how do you balance it? This, this industry is heavy now, oh, like later. Yeah. You staff for it. You can't, you try to prepare for it, but you can't really staff around the fourth quarter. It's just, it's just not feasible to have people sitting around all day, but um, demand your carriers give you data earlier and earlier <laughs> so you can get your renewals done sooner. Yeah, we're it's just it's just a matter of there's just so many uh you know you try to have a process this and that and then this comes in this is more important than that and you try to put this what's most important first or new opportunities that look better first and you know it gets out of whack pretty quickly. And, you know, I guess the overarching thing is, is, uh, well, I want to give up in this business opportunity. I remember when I was in a brokerage business, mm -hmm. I got this account and the lady fired the broker because instead of meeting with him, her meeting, he canceled and he went on vacation. She fired him because of that. But now I look back on it and I'm like, you know what? Wasn't, wasn't it at the time it was $7,500 account. I just started. That was like all the money in the world. I was like, thank God. What an idiot. Why would he ever do that? What a dope. But now I realize pretty much every time I leave or go out, you know, anything, anything is up for grabs, right? And if they're going to fire me, they're going to fire me. Yeah, you don't want to lose the big, you don't wanna lose the big ones. You might take the call, but at the end of the day, uh, it's really not that big of a deal, right? I mean, if you if you've got a good business and you you have a way to prospect, create new opportunities, close new business, but if you're sitting back on a book then, you know, different story, right? Yeah. I find a good release for burnout is, uh, I find that gray goose goes with almost everything, you know, good alcohol is a great release. Take time for yourself. You might like to smoke a cigar like John where you that's can, what, that's what I'm going to do tonight. Yeah. Smoke yeah a smoke Joy a cigar. Says, Cause it helps Joy, relax you. Joy says, I think we should fire more clients a hundred percent. I remember when I when when I was starting, I had an account was worth like thirty something thousand. I was new. It was so much money to me then. Oh my god, it was so much money. It was like twenty five hundred three grand a month, all the money in the world to me. And they were just a disaster. It was one of the first accounts I ever took self funded. Great case study, saved them a fortune, but they were unbelievable to deal with, and stressed the hell out of my employee, my one my best employee, my only employee at the time, or one of two, at the time um essentially quit because of it because i had to give him crap about it and uh first time i yelled at him if you want to call it yelling and uh quit and i lost the, the you know my employee over one account which was like now you look at it i remember being at the mastermind at mark's mastermind craig's son and telling the story and they're like yeah just just fire the client but i still was still difficult to do to say goodbye to thirty thousand dollars in revenue at the time. Yeah, you know. But the reality is, is 
you'd never feel it if you're growing a business and, and, and you're not living paycheck to paycheck and being stupid and living stupid. Uh, the reality is, is you never feel it because what's coming in, we're going out more coming in. You're always writing new business, especially in a broker. Yeah. It's hard to lose business. I'm in the wholesale side now. It's true. It's Naturally, true. you have to accept the fact that you're going to lose, you know, a good chunk of business because brokers get fired, changes get made, whatever it is. There's a lot Executive more. Executive change. Yeah, it's mostly brokers getting fired and you you're out. You're out. You're part of that puzzle. You're out in the new year. So there's a lot of more attrition in the wholesale side. So you've got to start to develop this skin and go, all right, I'm going to write X, but I'm going to lose X. So I've got to make sure I'm writing, which is difficult to deal with. I mean, it's still uh, an adjustment to make, but that just makes you go, all right, I got to go heavier here on marketing and create new opportunities. Yeah. Joyce has an interesting comment. Yeah. I think we should fire more clients. Well, the sad truth is, uh, you know, it's that old, it's that old story of people living lives of quiet desperation. The reality is most people, most brokers, yes, brokers are people too. Most brokers don't have a steady, consistent, disciplined, a new business flow. And so they're remiss. They are afraid to fire clients. Look, it's the old story. I think it was the Vikings historically. One of the stories, I, I think it was them that I read about, and it, why they were so successful at conquest. Well, when they would land to go conquer a new country or a new area, and it was going to be a big battle, they would burn the ships when they landed on the beach. Talk about no plan B. There ain't no going backwards. You're going to win or you're going to die. So for a lot of brokers, I think they would do themselves such a favor if they just sold all of the time suckers, all of the time vampires, the resource vampires that are often represented in their smallest cases, their smallest clients who are uh, especially needy. And then, of course, because brokers have trained their clients, Clients don't train brokers. Brokers train their clients. If you've trained your client to believe that one is low, 10 is important, and everything's a 10, then, you know, you get what you deserve. And so if you just sold your bottom portion of your book, you'd free up so much time. And if you had a disciplined, consistent marketing program that you invested in every month, you'd know that you have more revenue coming in. So you could do that. You could take a haircut Give somebody else all the headaches. Just take the revenue, use it to reinvest, and and not take on any more of those C and D clients anymore. Just take on A and B clients. It's it's all doable, but it's very difficult. Like you said, John, it's hard to walk away from money when you don't see any new money coming through the door. And that's it's, why it's people more difficult in the beginning, not understanding it. People are probably yeah. newer. We got a lot of a lot of young guys that listen. A lot of a lot of young guys. That's an episode we should do. Is is uh, going on your own. This is a yeah. time to think about it. If you can survive the cash flow timing timing transition, you can be successful in this business. Because, like you said, it's hard to lose business. Yeah, it is. As a broker, it's just very difficult to lose business, in my opinion, unless you take a RVP. But that's another story. But um, it is difficult to to fathom uh, losing the revenue uh, in the beginning because you just you just don't understand it. You know, I never felt that client lost. It was one of my 
probably my biggest revenue client at the time, but I never felt it because I was just writing new business uh, around the clock. And so you just, you don't even see it. Even now, you know, we might lose a 50K, 85K clip account. And, you know, it, it's it's annoying. Believe me, it's not, it's not fun because you know you got to make it up, right? Just to be back where you were, but you never feel it. And so if you can just try to go forward with the fact that this is what we got to do to get the, the job done. That's what you got to do. But back to burnout. Um, Craig, you're, you're the master of the quarterly vacations. I know in the past COVID some things going on, you haven't. What does that do for you to help you with? Because you work harder. For those that don't know, Craig, obviously successful guy. You call him, I would say, ultra successful in this business. When I call him on the weekend, he's in the office. When I call him on holidays, he's in the office still. He's addicted to, to working. He's addicted to the chase, the hunt, the kill. And so I'm sure he gets burnt out like the rest of us. However, he does things to help him with those times. Yeah, you got to get free days. I learned that at Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. A free day is where you unplug. You don't read business journals. You don't look at your phone to, to do anything related to work. You don't check your emails. You don't call the office. And you recharge your batteries. And wherever you're at, you're present because you're not distracted by this constant. I got to check this. I can't tell you, John, you know, at events we've done over the years, you know, it's usually an old school broker will come up and go, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I have to answer that phone. I have to respond right away. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't understand. I probably shouldn't, I probably shouldn't say this, but I have a retail brokerage and I don't do anything anymore. I used to know every email, every issue. Yeah. I got somebody, I got a team that I can trust there. And I, I'm only called in to do the consulting on bigger accounts, this, that, and the other. And uh, I thought I had to do everything. I had to do the ancillary quoting, all the quoting, because nobody knows what they're doing. It's it's not that big of a deal, guys. I mean, you just got to look at the, look at it maybe yeah. at the end. But you can literally run, as you know, a retail shop with your eyes closed. Um just focus on new business again you got to have a good team you got to have somebody you trust behind you but the reality is is it's not that serious i burnt the hell out of myself thinking it it was that important that serious everything is not i'd go to bed at night and just stay up all night thinking of service issues or things that may go wrong or the cfo <laughs> sent me a message today about a bill and i got back to him but i don't have the answer yet and that would keep me up at night i mean it was just it, it's just retarded I had to answer immediately, get the answer right away, or I, I was going to get fired in my head. Yeah. Go on vacation. Go on vacation. Be present. Try not to do business. It's a great yeah. way I'll to go on vacation in the fourth quarter. Okay. Not smart if you want to make money, but go on vacation. And if they call you or text you, you can put, I never put an away message that I was away because I didn't want anybody to think I was taking vacation to get angry at me. But now, I should do it more often. I always forget to do it. It's just like, even on days where I don't want really to bother, just completely put, I'm away. I'm out of the country. No, or uh, I'm out of the office. No access to voicemail or email. You know, leave me alone. Yeah, basically. don't call me. Talk to yeah. Tim and Fred and Sally and whoever the team members are. The, the clients are happy to deal with somebody else. It doesn't have to be you. You don't have to be the solution to every problem. Of course, if you don't have any staff, that's that's part of that's a big part of your problem. It's a bigger problem. It's a lot bigger problem. 
I've been dying to go away for a month, reset, da da da, da. Uh, My brother called, texted me the other day. He says he's going back to Thailand all month next month. Ooh. A little earlier than I wanted to go. Now I want to scale the company. I got all these agendas, all these things that I want to do. What do I do? I'm already telling myself, no, no, you can't go. You can't, no, you can't take off. It's impossible. I would argue you could do planning. You could do planning in Thailand. You don't yeah. have to be domestic to do that. That's true, but I don't like to work when I'm on vacation. I realize that. I remember you telling me you'll, you'll like. Well, in Thailand, you know, the people are, you know, waving fans over you and who knows what. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, no, I, I mean, if I go away a month, I'm going to have to spend some time. I mean, you, you can't have that much fun. I was for that jamming long. it in. I was trying to jam it and live every moment of the 10. You're not 25 anymore. You couldn't survive a month. Takes no, too long yeah, to recover. Yeah, yeah, partying, hanging out, whatever. I mean, those day trips, those are pretty exhausting. They're fun, but they're exhausting out in the heat, getting up early, you know, bouncing around. Yeah. Good John time. definitely doesn't like to get up early. He prefers to go to bed early in the morning. <laughs> as much as I try to go away from it, I still love working at night. He's a vampire. Like, I don't like working in the morning. I don't want to talk to anybody in the morning, so don't call me. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, what what are you what are your thoughts? What's your recommendations? You're way more experienced in this. Clearly, I still have problems because I kill. I still can't accept going on vacation in the off season. Um, what are your recommendations to those? They said, let's say December. I I say December tenth, twelfth. It's pretty much dead after that. You got Try your vacations done. Try give yourself permission and just do baby steps. Go away for a long weekend. Don't answer the damn phone. Try it. Yeah. Once you learn how to do it and you get confidence doing it, then you won't worry about it. You won't you won't stress over it. You won't have these mental conversations in your head because, you know, they're perfectly happy talking to Carla and they, you know, they don't call me. I mean, in my retail business, they, they, they haven't called me in 10 years. In the retail business, they're like, wait, Craig still works there? If you talk, to, the if you talk to Caller, they're like, wait, Craig still works there? <laughs> That's how bad it is. Yes. And yet still, you can still do a phenomenal job teaching your team, having a weekly meeting, whatever. You know, I have a weekly meeting and my team can execute it. You don't have to be the one executing it. But I, I mean, I thought I did. Well, exactly. This is all just an illusion, a conversation that you've had that you've reinforced with years and years of practicing your business the way you How do. How important I am. And, and you can undo it, but you just do it in little steps at a time because it's you might feel uncomfortable. And the easy way is, you know, stop answering the damn phone or leave a message on there that says, if you need anything while I'm in Hawaii, call and talk to <laughs> this person. <laughs> I've got to go recharge my batteries. I've never had, a, I remember doing retail. I mean, people never were mad at me because I needed to recharge my batteries because they all understood it. Uh, maybe that's what I'll put as my way message, recharging my batteries. I'm currently out of country, recharging my batteries. I'm happy to take your call. If it's Getting not ready for exciting new developments non, next year. Non-business yeah. related. Hey, see, so uh, those that don't know, I went to Mastermind last week, uh, CEO of Seamless.ai, billion-dollar company, 36. Guy's a real beaut. I mean, superstar, super stud, Clearwater, Florida. Funny enough, one of our broker manages uh, their benefits, and I'm going to be pitching to him. But 
Unbe- unbelievable. No kidding. Yeah, un- un- unbelievable team, un- unbelievable things that we learned from. If you're not using Seamless.ai, check them out. Brandon Bornanson, great stuff. Now I forgot what point out where I was going with this conversation. Um, <laughs> but here's a guy, they, they, they function. You went to the mastermind. You 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. every night. That's his schedule, he said. Like a machine. I mean, like, like a machine. So, oh, oh, the point I was trying to make from him. This is years ago. When we had it, we were having him on the podcast and his internet wasn't working. This is years ago before he was as big as he is now. He put an away message on his email. Hey, I'm busy building, you know, a billion billion dollar tech company excited. You know, basically leave me alone. I'm building a a billion dollar organization. This was years ago. He still has it on now, he says. He doesn't he doesn't do any emails. Zero. Pretty incredible. And he, at that thing, he pulled up his thing. It was like, you know, 20,000 emails or something unread. Pretty funny. I would love to do that. Yeah. yeah. SaaS company. Wow. 400, 500 employees scaled zero to four years, zero to four years, a billion dollar valuation at company. And guys, machine, those of you that in this offseason, if you're not investing in yourself, put some money behind yourself, invest. The best investment you can make. I mean, I I remember. But don't go to I, events that have other producers that are smaller than you or the same size. You won't learn a darn thing. I was I was laughing when they put the ticket price of five hundred up and VIP for a thousand. I was like, VIP to 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 have dinner to to meet after and be able to talk to people. Had his whole team there, 15, 15 top guys at his company. I mean, just like the tech SaaS companies, just light years ahead of us. I mean, imagine hiring. You know, hundred employees a year, hundred fifty. Who, who's employees the a year. only tech SaaS company you can think of that went into the brokerage business a few years ago? Zenefits, yeah, and that's his Grew client. Like crazy. His client is rippling, right? So we're paying those. Again, I know we're going off topic, of burnout, but I'm excited. Next year, we're investing a lot of money in consultants, experts, SaaS companies, sales processes, all that stuff, and just building it out to have that front end, top of the funnel, right? You guys are in the funnel now in the podcast. That's part of the funnel. Bringing them down that funnel to demos, to pitches, to so on and so forth. Building out all the marketing, all the automation, so on and so forth. That's what you should be looking at. If you didn't close enough business this year, figure out why you didn't. Probably because you didn't have enough leads or you hired somebody that doesn't generate leads. Said they could, but they really can't. So you better Wouldn't get be your butt. Time. Yeah, you better get your butt in front of people. Uh, invest exactly. In- that is the game. How do you get your butt in front of more people so you can talk about your value proposition and what you can add for the their business? I mean, Craig. Craig likes the sniper and fly under the radar. So I'm on the call today. Quick story. Girl, I met at the mastermind. Right, guys. This is why you want to go to masterminds. It doesn't have to be your industry. Okay. Take a break from industry. Exactly. You want to learn. I mean, this guy in front of me, next to me, again, this was when I went to the conference and met Craig, thought I was a big shot. Then I go to this con- thing. The guy's doing $63 million in revenue. Again, I don't know what profit margins are on this guy's organization. He's like, yeah, well, COVID happened, and it was it was good for us. We went to $93 million the next year. I mean, the the stuff that you can learn from these guys there at these organizations, for 1000 bucks, I paid to go to this thing. Now I have the guy's phone number. They'll take you a call. They'll help you. Invest in yourself, figure out what you want to do, 
even some other things, even some other things outside benefits, because once you get the money, where are you going to put the money? How are you going to protect the assets? Yeah. Who was buying ETH and Bitcoin yesterday? <laughs> Not me. I was buying that dip, baby. Yeah. You've been buying a dip for three years. But who knows? We'll talk about it in a couple of years and see where it's at. But yeah, invest, invest in yourself. I don't know why uh, you guys. Uh, oh, we got we got a we got a sex finder in our in our YouTube chat. Looks like a bot. Interesting. <laughs> Funny. Um, wow. Those are the well. They left Twitter because Musk kicked them out. <laughs> now they're, now they're coming on the stream. They're on though. YouTube. Block them. <laughs> at least they could have sent some pictures for us to look at here. But. Uh, Scale your company. Figure it out, guys. There's a lot to learn from. I went in there yeah. thinking I was so excited to be the dumbest guy out of most people there. Yeah. That I mean, he brought there. I met an email guy that taught me how to email, cold email people with a 90% delivery rate. Okay. You know what that's worth? And since you told me that, I've started looking at the names on some of the random emails I get. And I notice it doesn't say the company name. Has that I mean, Gmail? Has that, that Gmail address, baby? Yeah. You, you've got people with, you've got people that are SDRs. I mean, the culture there. The other thing, culture. Twenty-four year olds excited, coaching other SDRs already. A twenty-four year old was a bank girl was a Bengals cheerleader. Then went into sales. Just mini rock stars. Twenty-six year. I mean, all these guys, superstars. There, pretty cool to learn from. And again, all of them, most. All of them younger, including the CEO and the CEO, CEO's yeah. wife, who's a COO, who is super stud, you know, recovering attorney, as she calls it. She's like 35, just an absolute machine. I did a blink of an eye. I joined her mastermind. Listen uh, to what John said, because it's brilliant. Go to events, go to masterminds that have nothing to do with the health insurance industry. God forbid most of the health insurance industry events are total crap it's a shiny object pitch fest and they never result in anything all your clients still have rate increases but he went to a mastermind event about marketing and software as a service solution type vendors and there he was able to learn new things new perspectives new insights a new lens to see the world through and then relate it back to his business to say i could do this i could do this and i could do that and it's a better way. It's a new way. I didn't know about that. And I could hire this company and they could do this part. And and you got it by not going to a healthcare industry event. That's low-hanging fruit that's everywhere out there, right? You want to learn how to do marketing and sales? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do other events. Let's be honest here. Insurance people are not the best people at running businesses. We're good salesmen. We probably closed a lot of business, then naturally became our um a business owner, but most of us really don't belong being a business owner. We really don't know what we're doing. And that includes me. I don't know everything. I'm not the best in the world business owner. That's for sure. We'd be a bigger organization, but I could tell you what, I mean, I walked out of there with a playbook of a hundred pages like this from a billion dollar company for a thousand bucks. I mean, I, I laughed. I, I bought 50 texts from John. I bought, I bought him and his whole team cigars, drinks, everything after. Like, you don't have to do that. I was like, no, I, I don't even think I could pay you back for the amount of money you're going to make me. Exactly. It's, you know, so anyway, we're, we're spawning off here because we're burnt out. I'm going to keep working. <laughs> I'm not going on vacation till I die, but maybe I'll take a break. Somebody says, face insurance industry is old. Young people are inspiring. 
I mean, I love it. I mean, it, it's pretty cool to know what was inspiring about the event, Craig, is, you know, we always think we're the best. There's nobody else out there to see young superstar studs because they're learning. They're learning from YouTube and masterminds, the stuff that didn't exist. Maybe or we didn't know about when we were younger. Right. You, you knew about it, but you, you introduced your son to it. I never knew about it till I met you. Right. At 30, 32. And so these kids know about it because of YouTube and they can just learn everything on YouTube. So there's so much more advanced and skill. And so if you can get some of that young talent, go out and get it. Yeah. That's it. I ain't got nothing else. What else we got? It's fourth quarter. I got to go. Yeah. Out here. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> thanks for those doing business with us. We appreciate you. VirtueAlliance.com, Virtue Health Consortium. Thanks for doing business with us, renewing with us. We appreciate it. We've got some exciting things coming next year. Uh, I think we're going to do a self-funded mastery, too. I think it's time. We did it last a week before COVID. They shut the country down. Massive, successful event. I think it's time to educate. We do another one in March, maybe, down here in Lauderdale. Nice and warm mm -hmm. and fuzzy. Beautiful. Yeah. We yeah. were on a 30-foot yacht at his mastermind. So... Anyhow, that's it, guys. Yeah. Alex, hey, thanks for have joining. Have an attitude of gratitude. Thanksgiving's coming. Yeah. Keep listening. Keep learning. Grind out fourth quarter. It'll be over soon. And then you can cruise for a little bit. Take a little breather. Spend some of that money. Because uh, we all work hard. We know it. All right? Veterans Day tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for their service. Yes, sir. We're here because of them. Take care, everybody. Be good. Happy hunting. Fourth quarter's here.